This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 112 for the week of January 20th, 2008. Welcome to Daisen Shui X, the podcast. What? What's the name of the site? The Dyson Chewy X. Thank you. What's the rest of the line? I have it written out for the first time in a long while. I totally lost myself. And if we don't continuously say it, I have no idea what like the speech is. And no, we're not drinking. We cover anything and... Everything. Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. I hate you in your radio-friendly voice. Thank you very much. Ass. <laughs> Uh, let's do some intro. Did we finish the little thing? Lightning, <laughs> a little bit of entertainment. I have no idea. Uh, let's say hello to everyone. This is Dragon Ball Podcast. Introductions are in order. Mary, how you doing? Hello. You are a woman. You run a site called Temple O Trunks. You're here on the podcast. Yes. What's up? I'm well. My site's abandoned, and uh, it's coming up on its 10-year anniversary in about two months. Sweet. You're an old lady. I am. I'm an Obasan. <laughs> Aww. I'm sorry. Not Sean. Not Sean? No. All right. Let's say hello to that guy named Julian off in Japan. We cannot say hello to Julian. Actually, he was on AIM earlier. He was talking to me. And then we went off and I kind of abandoned him. Julian, other than today, I don't think I've spoken to him in two weeks. So I have no idea what he's doing right now or what he's been doing. And uh, since I haven't heard from him, we just kind of arranged a podcast without him. So uh, I'm sorry, Julian. We'll, we'll, we'll try to schedule you in next week or something like that. So Julian works on a site called Dies. NGBX. It's the name of the podcast and website and all that stuff. And he works with me. I am Mike Vegito EX. And we do have another voice here. Weren't expecting him, but you know, Julian kind of never said anything to me. And then I came up with an idea, and you happened to be around and could talk about stuff. And I happen to live very close by, too. That, that's true. You're Jeff. I am Jeff. You're here this week as well. That's right. This is exciting and uh, a pleasure for everyone involved. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Jeff, you're going to kind of do a non-manga review of awesomeness episode with us. This would be like an uh, a Dragon Ball movie review of awesomeness, wouldn't it? It would be indeed, although I don't know we'll really call it that. We're not going to make it a regular feature. Yeah, well, I mean, this, this is going to be a, a special review, and uh, I guess we'll talk about that later. Well, you know, we'll do the review itself later. We're going to talk about... Dragon Ball Movie 1 this episode. So that's what you can look forward to. But now that we have all the introductions in order, you know what's going on this episode. I have this at the top of the outline, and I always forget to mention it. We say it at the end of the show. I think it's important to say it at the beginning of the show, too. Because as you're listening, perhaps you have something to say. If you have any comments, suggestions, or anything, the email for the show is podcast at dizex.com. I did it. What, you have no thoughts? Well, you see, Mike, when uh, I was recording my podcast... I, I, okay, please. The operative word being was. <laughs> was, yeah. Oh, totally. I, I'm sad about yeah. that, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame use, it all on Brad, though. I'm going to use internet slang. Let's, Jeff, let's, you were pwned. Let's hope, let's hope he's listening to this one. He's far um, away and he can't hurt us, so we'll blame him. Yeah, exactly. Uh Anyways, yes. Well, when we were recording our show, we would leave that to to after the segments that we had done because right now all they're going to be re- if they were going to make an email right now with our suggestion, all that they would say is make the intro go faster. 
<laughs> That's the only thing we've done so far. You know what? You're an ass. Get out. <laughs> no, I, I do agree. I, you know, after the topic, I usually try to remember to remind people to check out the forum thread. This is the thread for every episode. And usually the topics is what we want to talk about and stuff like that. But if they already have any thoughts, email us. You're going to have more thoughts later on, though. And we'll reiterate that email address. All right, we're going to move on here. What's on deck for the episode? We talked about the topic. We are doing a contest to celebrate 10 years of Daizenshu EX. Not the podcast, but the website. Been around since 1998 as of this month. Giving away a poster. So listen in later for details on that. Or check out the website. Mary, I put up an update on the site today. Did you happen to see it? I didn't, because I was at work. I knew you filthy (laughs) bastard were not at work. I took the day off. Oh, I hate you. Yes. No, what was in the update? Oh, you haven't you no, actually I, haven't I, seen I actually it. have not seen it. Gotcha. I'm starting up a new little feature kind of thing called From the Past Fridays. Interesting. Yes. Now, you know as well as I do that I am what you may call an internet kleptomaniac. I save things on hard drives and I store them away in cold storage until the time is right for later on. <laughs> so what Black I've man. done is I've dug up an old hard drive. I buried it out in the back. There's a little refrigerator in the ground back there and I bury it. It's like a time capsule. Is that what that was in no, front I, of my apartment? I, 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 <laughs> I just took it out of an old computer and put it in an external casing. Anyways, so what I have are some MP3 files from the year 2000. From the year 2000. And you know what? When I made the update on the site, I said something like, insert in the year 2000. Joke here. And you fell right into my trap, as expected. Awesome. (laughs) Anyways, so um, just real quickly, and I'll play the samples here because, you know, you're listening to an audio-based thing. You're like, oh, I want to hear them. Why would I? go to the site when you're just talking about them. You probably remember what I'm talking yes. about. When Funimation went back to redub Dragon Ball from the beginning and then to the end of the series, very interesting, because why would they ever do something like ask the fans what the fans want? They put up for a couple characters different voice samples from different actors and different takes from same actors. They put up four samples, unlabeled, so you didn't know who the actor was or anything like that, and said, hey, which one do you like the most? We'll probably cast that as the voice. How cool was that for back then. So the first one I put up today was, they call him Shao, but it's Shu, or Soba, um, Pilaf's little dog minion dude. So why don't I play a couple little, because they're like 30 seconds, I don't even remember how long they are. So I'll play a couple little snippets from all four in a row right here. They kind of like record the same lines, but different actors, different takes. So here's a couple little samples. Uh, No, sire, I got real hungry, uh, so I came back to the castle. No, sire, I got real hungry, so I came back to the castle. No, sire, I got real hungry, so I came back to the castle. No, sire, I got real hungry, so I came back to the castle. There you go. So next week on the site, next Friday, I'll put up the Pilaf voices, and then I've got some other interesting things uh, in store for everyone. So that's uh, from the past Fridays, even though this is coming out on Sunday. But, you know, you got to check out the site. The stuff comes out there first. Um, that was that. Anyone get any interesting stuff, Dragon Ball stuff, anything going on? Jeff, you probably don't have any interesting Dragon Ball stuff going on. Actually, Mike? Oh, jeez. What? Nothing. Bastard. Mary, do you have anything? Alas, I do not. You do not? No. All right, we're going to move on with the show then. First up, we got your news. There's actually a bit of news this week. A lot of it's just really short stuff, but it's uh, notable nonetheless. First thing up, kind of the biggest news, uh, just because it 
substantiates their existence somehow. Atari announced they are indeed going to be releasing Burst Limit. That is the new game coming out for the 360 and the PS3 later on this year. 2008, no date yet. Exploding into the next level of intensity with next-gen graphics, online gameplay, and lightning-fast action. Dragon Ball Z Burst Limit is being developed by Nobco Bandai Games Inc. and is slated for a 2008 release. I think the online play was like one of the bigger notes about this release, right? Well, that is kind of big because uh, the first time we've had true online play has been uh, Sparking Meteor or Budokai Tenkaichi 3 only on the Wii though. Mm -hmm. The PS2 versions have not had online play. They've done that password stuff where someone creates a character and they have a password which like says what the stats are and you can put in someone's password Mm. and fight against them but it's not real. So we've had like half a game on one system with online play. And you know the 360 and the PS3 they're made with online gaming in mind so that'll be uh, pretty neat to do for the first time. Definitely. Uh, The only other interesting thing here is that they've released some new screenshots on this. Mary, I don't think you've seen these at all yet. So let me pull these up over here on this computer. And because we're rocking an awesome widescreen monitor, we can get the high-res shots here. So Whoa. Mary, you... I saw you looking at these yesterday. Oh, did you? Well, well you They're know all what? right. What do you think about That's this one? Cool. This is the beam struggle. I it's like, like that. warping the light around it. I like that a lot. I don't like how the... I mean, in that shot, the characters look okay, but in that above shot... Uh-huh. Doesn't Goku look all twisted? Yeah, maybe it's because he's see. doing the Kaioken that I'm like, why is he all red? What's but, he doing? Durr, that's why. How I about wish... this close-up shot here? Things still look pretty jaggy. I don't know what it is about that that's bothering me. I don't I don't like the shading. It, I don't like the shading. Like, I like shading in theory, but what's what's that extra shit around Goku's chin? You know, this is the thing we were talking about when we first saw the trailer. We're like, we don't know if we like the art style yet. We'll find out. And as things go on, I'm not really sure if I'm going to like this at all, but whatever. I'm really concerned about the Jaggies. It looks just like an upscale game, just smoothed out a bit. Jeff, <laughs> for something that you might understand, it's like we took a 720 by 480 and blew it up to 1080p and threw some massive Dean on it. <sighs> Dear. <laughs> it's not the same. It really, I mean, it, it's being developed from the ground up for these next-gen systems. So I think it's going to look pretty nice in motion. I mean, yeah. this is really early, so I, I don't know, whatever. All it takes is to just wait a second before you do your screen capture and select the best out of five, <laughs> man. Don't go with your first screenshots. Uh, true enough. Maybe that was the best. I don't know. So the only other thing I wanted to mention here, <laughs> I kind of made a joke about this, is that uh, the quote that they, you know, every press release, it's always text, text, quote from someone. One, saying how great it is. Who hears from Donnie Clay? We've been talking about how Atari's been laying off people left and right. Apparently, Donnie Clay still has a job. I don't know what that job is, other than being quoted in press releases. It says producer. Which is bullshit, because they acknowledge that the game is being made by Namco Bandai in Japan. So, I don't know what's up. That is the burst limit news. Let's move on. I just saw this. Tanuki Kuribo. Of course. Put up a scan over on our forum. Apparently the uh, Jump Stars games from DS were just featured in Nintendo Power. Uh, the February issue. There's a little uh, image she put up. Let me click this. Uh, th- I guess they're just talking about some import games and they talk about, you know, did you know in Japan that you can get this game with Goku and Luffy and Naruto and Kenshin? And they're talking about how great. And it's a Smash Brothers game and Nintendo put it out. Because, you know, if you're the average American fan, this is like your dream game. And not only does it play exactly like Smash Brothers, but Nintendo was 
involved with it. I absolutely love these games, so it's uh, it's pretty neat to see even Nintendo Power give it some attention. I know IGN really liked the games as well, and a lot of other gaming sites. These games get really great reviews, and it is uh, a shame that there's so much licensing hell these would have to go through to come out over here. We're going to move on to some live-action movie stuff. Let's talk about James Marsters. Yes, let's. <laughs> Please. Okay. He's going to quote in the latest TV guide here, who wants to do their best Spike impression? Uh, I don't think we can go there. <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you just uh, speak normally then? Because <laughs> Jeff's the closest thing we've got to oh, a Spike-esque character. <laughs> cool voice. Jeff, what does uh, Mr. Marsters have to say? I'm certainly not as hot as Mr. Marsters, but I'll give it a shot. Oh, Dragon Ball is the coolest television cartoon in the last 50,000 years. It's got a Shakespearean sense of good and evil. The movie has incredible action scenes with characters with unbelievable powers. It's going to be really visually exciting. I mean, it doesn't say a whole hell of a lot. Visually exciting. (laughs) 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 Okay, maybe it does say a whole hell of a lot. We don't do much, but the visuals are great. (laughs) Mary, you just sold the episode. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh as opposed to Mr. Marsters, we've got a little uh, Justin Chatwin stuff here. Some sites have put up some videos from, I guess it's one of those, you know, when they introduce the, the cast to the audience, like a little press release thing. I'm going to pause the recording. I haven't listened to this either. And we'll listen to uh, what little Mr. Chatwin has to say. The character of Goku is a, an important character to play. Been around on kids' cartoons for a while, so I hope I can do the job right. <laughs> so, what do you think about, uh, uh, like, uh, um, like, like the movie and stuff? That uh, Justin Chatwin guy seems very confident in his role and has researched Goku quite a bit. It seems <laughs> he's just some dude playing a role in a movie. It's really important to us, and you know, all the fanboys across the interwebs that are like, "Oh, he he doesn't care about the role. The movie's gonna suck. The movie's gonna suck anyway." So I don't think if someone really cared about the role, it's gonna make much of a difference. Uh, how about that cast introduction thing there? I think we're at the point. Know where we can't deny its existence anymore. Yeah, a press junket. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, it is sort of a little interesting. I love the event. shaky camera phone stuff. That that makes it more credible, of course. Of course. I can see the interest in the live action movie is at its peak here among everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like looking around, like, oh come on, Mike, let's move on. You All know, right, I, I was I was really really hoping that after watching the movie tonight, I would have such like revitalized interest in a live action movie, actually having some <laughs> sort of. Potential, and after watching that, I just—it's all gone. It was there; it's gone. We've destroyed Jeff's state of being, I suppose. I, we're really gonna have to bring that beer to the movie when we go <laughs> I know, see it. No, it'll be great. <laughs> we're be gonna great. have Best to. movie ever. Let's close out the news. One last bit of thing here: uh, the Z Store apparently is now part of Right Stuff. Uh, Z Store kind of started out as Funimation's place to sell their own DBZ, and it expanded to all Funimation offerings, and then lots more stuff that's non-Funimation offerings. Just real quick discussion: uh, consolidation, the domestic anime industry could z store just simply not survive on its own what do you think's going on here who would actually buy something from there that you can't buy amazon.com is my question yeah nowadays especially yeah right 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even see why you would even bother. Because if I remember correctly, they always just had like really high prices. Oh, yeah. They were, they were close to retail prices. I think the only thing Z-Store had was that because it was, at least in some form, related to Funimation, they would have some things in stock that other places might not have. Like for a while, they still had some of the Dragon Ball box sets, those two-disc, uh, well, I guess they're sets, just releases. So uh, now they're part of Right Stuff. Right now, if you go to Z-Store, it goes to rightstuff.com slash blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's its own separate entity within Right Stuff. It has its own prices, its own database and stuff. So you think as time goes on, they'll just it'll just redirect to rightstuff.com and kind of be absorbed? I don't see why not. Yeah. You know, if you go to a certain flea market where you like this really good store, and then all of a sudden that store gets acquired by the bigger store next to it, you got a community of people that used to go to that place. You still kind of want to have some attachment to that name, if anything. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, I can understand that. But otherwise, eh, it's just general capitalism. Word. All right, with that done, it's time to take it on over to the topic. So this evening, we watched Dragon Ball. Well, that was its theatrical title. When it came out on video, it is called Shenron no Densets, The Legend of Shenlong. When it came out edited, dubbed over here, it was called Curse of the Blood Rubies. This is Dragon Ball Movie 1. Now, I guess real briefly, let me discuss why we watched it. Jeff, I was explaining this to you earlier, the state of this movie. Just like when Funimation put out DBZ initially, um, they weren't that huge of a company. They sub-licensed the home distribution to Pioneer, and after that license expired, they went back and they redid those first two seasons. They were able to put that stuff out. Out again. Funimation had the same thing going on with the original Dragon Ball series. When they first did it in 1995, they dubbed 13 episodes in the first movie. And the home distribution sub-license was Kidmark, Trimark, Lionsgate Films. I think it's all within the Lionsgate name now. And we really don't know what's going on with the sub-license. No one can give us a firm answer. Funimation can't. It's just like a mystery. A complete fandom mystery. It's either that the sub-license never expires, or they're constantly renewing it for whatever reason. Reason, Funimation cannot release these episodes in this movie on their own, redone in North America because this sublicense still exists. So what we did is we watched the original Japanese version from the Dragon Box set, which we purchased when it came out. Now, of course, Dragon Box doesn't have subtitles. The movie is very, very simple. Um, not a whole lot that you couldn't understand just if you watch it in general. But we did watch it subtitled. Now, I want to preface the rest of this conversation by saying I think it's important to legally own things and when you're going to do this kind of stuff, at least make the effort to own what you're doing stuff with, if that makes any sense. So, we didn't use a torrent or anything. We didn't download this movie. I actually own the movie. Um, I'm of the mindset that if you own the stuff, do whatever the hell you want to do with it as long as you don't, like, cross whatever line exists in this. I don't even know how to describe it. So what I did is some people on our forum have been doing something um, to sub the movie, because we can't get it subtitled in this country. And for those of us who own the Dragon Box and would like to watch it subtitled, why the hell not? I actually, I was thinking, Mary, I own this movie three times, because I've We've got the Dragon Box version. I've got that original uh, Saga of Goku set, which has it. And then I've got that the Australian Saga of Goku set, which has the Japanese versions of the episodes, but then the edited version of the movie. So I think if I've purchased it three times, I can sub my own version and watch it. So that's what we did tonight. We watched Dragon Ball Movie 1, subtitle in Japanese, from the Dragon Box. Now, we wanted to discuss this because, well, you really can't track it down unless you have the Dragon Box set and that kind of stuff. And a lot of people really don't know much about this movie, and if they do, they've 
seen that original uh, 1995 dub version. Or Mary, you've actually seen the Harmony Gold dub version of this movie. Yeah, so going even way, way back. Although I don't really remember much about it. No, you didn't tape this one because I, I think should have. You were I like, had the oh, I've seen this. I don't need to record it. Right. I was like, it's just a retelling of the beginning of Dragon Ball. I don't need to tape this. And yeah, I wish I did. Yeah, but you got movie three, and you know we've used that at panels and stuff, so that was cool. So we're going to talk about this movie. We're not going to really give a synopsis of it or anything. If that happens to come up as we're talking about it, so be it. We want to review it from, you know, like we do with our manga review of Awesomeness, a couple different perspectives. We're at the point now where we've all read the manga, so we know what the original story is, so this is all fresh to us, and, you know, we all know where everyone's coming from. Uh, who really wants to start with this movie? I have some specific things I want to talk about, but you guys just get it going. What in particular do you want to talk about with this movie? I really like the pacing in this movie because every five minutes they're all finding a different character, so it didn't really seem to drag on much at all. And I like that it was a pretty much sped up version, an alternate version of the manga. Yeah, so I it's guess like familiar territory. We can say in general, it's basically the Pilaf saga without Pilaf. It's like the first 13 episodes with an alternate set of villains, and we get all of the same heroes, just slightly different situations and sort of kind of, but everything ends up the same way and all that kind of stuff. So it does feel like a very, very condensed version of the manga story. Um, for example the oolong scene they come across oolong and then they're off chasing all of a sudden they're by yamcha's place as opposed to you know spanning over a couple episodes driving off and coming upon yamcha and all that like they're just immediately there i think that works pretty well for this though that felt pretty natural you know, like they're chasing each other through the forest and oh my god where are oh, we're at yamcha's that made sense to me I agree. It didn't feel like, oh, we got to condense the storyline down. The only part that felt awkward to me was when they met Oolong in the woods, because, like, Pansy was running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly Goku and Bulma are there in their car. And and why that, that's the only Oolong. part that seemed kind of questionable yeah. to me in terms of, you know, pacing. But I guess because we're familiar with Oolong and what he's doing, it feels weird, but you just kind of move along with it. You deal with it, whatever. Jeff, how about you? What about this movie? What stuck out to you? Well, I think um, something that I was actually very surprised and delighted by was the fact that uh, even though it's a shorter version of the first couple manga, it just all makes sense for some reason. Like, there yeah. wasn't really anything that it had to be preceded by something. It, it had everything that it needed to make sense. And, you know, it, it kept my attention throughout the entire thing. Uh, the one part about that that kind of was a drawback, I would say, is the fact that what Mary was saying, that they would introduce a new character like every five minutes. Right. It just seemed a little too spontaneous to me. Like, I mean, first we saw Oolong and we were able to see him as his actual character. And then a second later, we got to see Yamcha. And it was just like so quick, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like I didn't even get a chance to recognize Oolong or get a funny joke with him. And then all of a sudden, Yamcha shows up. Right. So, you know, uh, I think this kind of just is a problem with it being just 45 minutes long or however long it is. And if it were actually stretched to a, an actual movie length, that mm -hmm. would have you know, not existed at all. So Would it have worked as that? That length, though? I think I would have been bored Yeah, if it was that long. I think so, too. I think this was a good length for, for this movie, anyways, for this particular story that they were doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it could have worked any longer than the length it was. I think my problem with um, this movie is that we watched the live-action movie so recently, this is something and it's I a little talk bit about. similar in the ways that it goes after, like, introducing all the characters. I'm like, I'm starting to confuse the two, and that Definitely. really bothers me. I want yeah. to talk about that, because, mm -hmm. Jeff, you were here to review that movie as well. Yep. Now, obviously, this came first. This movie came out in uh, December 1986 is when it premiered. That live action movie, that was 1989, so that, you know, they had some time here. Live action movie really is more or less an adaptation of this 
this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, you know, the the monster villain with the female and the male henchman and the village. That The little girl in that movie was pretty much pansy from this movie. Same kind of interaction. Same thing with Oolong. You know, they're dealing with the Oolong stuff. All of a sudden, Yamcha's there with the machine gun shooting at him. Yep. Like, it was the exact same yep. situation. So, <laughs> which was better? <laughs> this movie or the live action one? This one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there has to be much comparison made over those two, but um, I really did think that this one, um, especially because the characters are the characters that we know. There's there's nothing straying too much from the original story. Right. And it really is just like a readaptation of the manga. And I think it, it just works on most levels. So there's not even a comparison to the, to the live action, thankfully, <laughs> because I was really afraid of that at first, too. Something the, the Dragon Ball movies are really guilty of, with the exception of Dragon Ball Movie 2, is that they're all retellings of things. This one probably works the most because it's a retelling telling of the very beginning so as a standalone story how does do you think it works the best mary maybe this is more directed i'm towards biased because i like movie three a lot more because it's so alternate in terms of like how they present um tension han and chaozu although that has slightly less of a complete origin story to it yeah maybe that's why i like it so much mm-hmm. it drops you in a little bit but not too late into the story like you can mm-hmm. still kind of pick up with it how about compared to the 10th anniversary movie which is pretty much the same thing except you know instead of uh, this group of villains, it's instead of Pilaf, Red it's Red Ribbon Army. Yes, that's kind of taking two storylines and condensing it into a movie. I mean, obviously the, but the they're 10th anniversary the is like gorgeously animated, so it's got that going for it. But they both have armies and like villains True. and uh, shooting the Kamehameha out the ocean. They're and so similar. They, they but are. there's something charming about this older 1986 version. I think I prefer this over the As opposed to the 1996 movie. version. Yeah. I was making that comparison a lot, actually, to the red ribbon part of it just like the army feel that way a little bit they just were so similar at that Uh one point i was thinking like oh this is just like red ribbon the thing is red ribbon hadn't really started yet because they still would have had yeah this was the end of 86 tv series had only just been on tv for a little bit Hmm. uh the manga had been going for about two years yeah around that time they would have been finishing up the 21st tenkai shibudokai and starting to transition into red ribbon so you know maybe there were some thoughts there about doing an army kind of thing Mm -hmm. there I, i don't want to let go of the live action movie just because they're so similar in so many ways uh, you know it it, it just it, it brings up a question of like why is this one so much better than the live action when they are kind of running on the same storyline well one's a live action <laughs> dragon ball movie yeah, and you know you kind of have to bring in the fact that the well, I mean the cheese factor. There was yeah. just so much cheese all over it. <laughs> and this one, it didn't have that. But you know, um, now nah, I can't even I can't even show retribution for the live. I really have no respect for the live action one at all. <laughs> I'd love to say something about like, oh well, at least it had this. No, it really didn't have that. Um, it really was with the animation, just something that, uh, especially if if you're like an old fan, and uh, you know, at this point it wasn't like ten years old. It was only like a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, the manga is only in the one to two year range right now. Right. And so if you're just seeing this in the theater, it's like, uh, you know, you're not getting a rehash. You're really just sort of re-emphasizing uh, how much fandom, how much faith you have in the series. Mm-hmm. And um, especially it's like good to, you know, drag your friend to it and be like, I know this is going to seem rather quick. <laughs> but <laughs> Which is kind of like what we did with you. Right, exactly. But this is why I like it, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm certain that it probably helped get a few more fans, if anything, because it was showing to not just drag Dragon Ball audiences, but just general... Yeah, it was at a Toei festival, so... Right. Although, I, I have to wonder at that point who wasn't a Dragon Ball fan in Japan. I mean. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> 
But I guess as an introduction, you're talking about bringing new friends to it. Is this a good thing to show to non-fans and be like, hey, maybe you want to check this out? You know what? I would sort of judge it as like only certain friends who I really didn't care about. Like the the friends that I know that could handle a long series and could handle, um, Uh you know, working towards a goal of some sort. I would just give them the manga and say, look, you should really do this first before the even the anime. Just watch. Just read the manga first. Uh Um, But the movie would be like for my dad, who would never have the patience to read the manga at all and, and, you know, had heard about it and was interested in it, I'd be like, you might want to check out this movie first. It yeah, you know, le- less than an hour, you're done. You, you got that base story in there. Yeah, I mean, just for the people who don't have any patience and really just don't have much of a mind for anime at all, I'd just be like, here's the here's the movie, it's 45 minutes, and they'll be like, oh, good, it's short, you know. Mm-hmm. Mary, as a long-term Dragon Ball fan, from that same perspective, had just in general, how'd you feel sitting watching an old Dragon Ball movie? You already know the characters, you know the story. I like that it was short and, you know, it, it goes by really fast, but I feel like it doesn't do the characters much justice. Uh-huh. Like, they don't have a chance to bloom much. I think Yamcha is really the only <laughs> one that kind of gets to bloom. Bloom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yamcha, you, you think he's the only one that gets any kind of development here? I don't know. I'm biased. I always had a thing for Yamcha, I guess. Old school Yamcha. I love that outfit. Yeah. It, it's really nice. I like it when he loses his tooth. Yes. It's like, oh, my face. How about the Looney Tunes-esque moments that, with him? Actually, oh, that was the exact so... phrase that was in my head. It was like, that was very Looney Tunes-esque. Does it work? It, it kind of throws me for a loop, but I don't mind it. No. It's like that's very American yeah. kind of style humor and animation right there. But I guess for that kind of gag, that's the best thing to do. I want to talk about the animation, actually. I thought it was pretty good for, you know, Dragon Ball 1986 movie. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed pretty fluid. Very early on in the movie, and I think some of the later Dragon Ball movies do this uh, even better. The backdrops, very, very gorgeous looking. I remember um, one of the early Mount Pauzu, um backdrops, the only word I can think of. You see the shrine and the forest and everything. It just looks really pretty. Like, they put a lot of detail into that was there anything that seemed kind of low budget in here anything that towards the end when they were summoning shenlong uh-huh. there's just like still shots of like i think a tower exploded and rather than showing them being blown away it's just still shots that they're like ah like <laughs> okay they used up all their budget on the dragon Gotcha. Yeah, if we were if we were uh, uh, if we were critiquing this like an actual film, I'd say, oh well, you know, the the director wasn't uh, smart enough to try and tackle this from a different angle and you know do mm-hmm. whatever. But since we're handling this from like an animation standpoint, there's um you know you, there's very little you could really do with the budget that you're given. Uh, and so like my critique would have been when uh, Goku was falling. Or like no, he. I don't think I don't know if he was falling. If he was jumping into the river for the fish right uh-huh. in the beginning, and it slowly pans downward as oh, he's falling. I was thinking like his velocity seemed really slow. Exactly. Yeah, Is that what you were thinking? He's that falling too. really slowly, yeah. and, and I was just like, you know, I'll, I'll let that one pass. That, that's really funny that we all noticed yes. that. Yeah, well, I did want to mention that. It's funny I you brought wanna, that up. You know, I didn't want to be like nitpicky, but that was just you know a little no, weird. I, but we all noticed it. That was kind of strange. There's something yeah. natural about it. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, there's only so much you can get away with. I think at that point, you know, you just got to keep up with your budget because you got a lot more scenes to animate. So, yeah. And, and yeah, the backgrounds were beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Really, really gorgeous. I mean, it really lets you, it, it helps to capture you in, in the film. And really, it's like, you know, I, I didn't have any of those jumping outside of myself moments going, what am I watching? It was it was captivating the entire way through. I w- actually want to talk about uh, differences from the manga stuff in this movie. We've already talked about, you know, the characters get introduced to each other in slightly different ways. One thing, it's not really a big deal. I just prefer the TV, the manga version better. So when Goku does the Kamehameha, I like it when he knocks a tire off the car more than blowing up a rock. It just 
just seems like it downplays what he's done a little better in the original. Like blowing up a rock. Hey, that's actually pretty cool. But you know, just a little knocking off a tire and it kind of rolls off. You're like, haha, you barely did anything. <laughs> but you did something. That's one little difference that I noticed. Are there any other differences that uh, stuck out to you guys that were kind of strange? Um, at the end, Goku uh, hops onto a ketone and just says goodbye and leaves. <laughs> and uh, I'm sort of going, wait, there's no like, you know. So what's he going to do? What's he going to do by himself? Now he has Kintone and doesn't know anything about the world. He didn't mm-hmm. even say, oh, I want to learn about the world now. He just says, hey, Grandpa, the world is very big and goes. It's, like, it's so Japanese. It's, like, it's such a ridiculous Japanese cliche kind of line ending thing. I guess for a kid's <sighs> movie, that's the best way to end it on a I happy guess. note. Like, you know, oh, I'm off. Bye. Yeah, I got it. But he doesn't think. even say that. No. He's just like, hey, Grandpa. When is Goku ever known to say, like, bye? Touche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. What but, other uh, differences? Any other? No peel-off. No peel-off? No peel-off. Did you miss peel-off? I did, because I didn't like this villain. No, kind of generic. Mm-hmm. I do like the, the personification of his greed, changing him into a monster. Yeah. That's kind of neat. No, I like the concept behind him. I just thought it was kind of a gross monster thing. Uh-huh. What about him at the end, the little shrimp thing? That was thing? cute. Yeah. He's just a little fat, ugly man. Just a little dude who likes apples. <laughs> I think the plot of the movie, like the non taken directly from Dragon Ball stuff, is kind of generic, but I can forgive it just because we uh-huh. could take it as a introductory movie to the characters. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem so generic that you're like totally bored out of your mind. It, it works for the situation. It was very safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? I, I didn't even realize that, like, in the. I, where's the Dr. Slump humor stuff? You know, like, I totally, completely forgot about that well, stuff. There's boob stuff in there, there's there some was boob the stuff Puffu that Puffu, seemed yeah. a little more than the original at times. Mm-hmm. But, and then, like, they they immediately stop it and it yeah. doesn't resurface again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not given its its uh, same kind of treatment as with the manga anyway. Because, like, I mean, it's it didn't seem like there was enough of Toriyama's quirks in this thing. You know, it, it seemed very, I mean, because it had to be shortened because yeah. they had to reach a certain audience, I'm sure this had to be, you know, toned down for a younger audience. Right. It wasn't like the original where it's just constantly like boob joke, boob joke, boob joke, dick joke, boob joke, like yeah. early Dragon Ball. Although there was that other moment where Yamcha was fighting the female villain. Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> Pasta, yeah, when he accidentally did a boob grab and they did some extra stuff with that. That's kind of when he clanked off. So that was like a little resurface of that humor. Yeah, and then it was just like the the small amounts of it were were like the only attachment. But other than that, it, it did feel really sort of odd in a way. But I guess that's sort of to be expected with the kind of stuff that they're putting out with for the movies. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about voice acting in the movie because I love everyone in this movie. Toru Furia. I thought he was amazing making his <laughs> I little didn't know noises. he was capable of such like. <laughs> I mean, he's done comedic roles before. I mean, he was Kyosuke in Kimigori Orange Road, and he's funny there. But this seemed like slapstick kind of voice acting, which I don't recall him doing anything like that in the TV series Not of Dragon too much. Ball. Yeah. And even um, Bulma's voice actress, who, you know, is a, a veteran herself. There's, you also know. She did this, like, yuck, yuck, yuck kind of laughter at some <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That was just, like, really evil and funny sounding. Definitely. Anyone else stand out here in the movie? I thought everyone else is pretty forgettable. The villains, they didn't really do a whole lot. Their voices and their characters in general. I did like, there. Well, I did like Kami Senin. Mm-hmm. I did really like his voice, actually. I'm not sure really why, but um, I think that, uh, well, especially when doing the Kamehameha, mm-hmm. he had a really good uh, a really good presence, because usually when they do that move, they kind of enunciate weirdly, and I felt like in here, he...
just sort of you, like you could hear the power behind his voice. I think he did a really good job with that. I love his original seiyu. We actually did an episode all about his different seiyu. That was uh, the original Kohei Miyauchi. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite of the bunch. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah, was actually, such a great voice. from hearing it, I can understand why. I really thought that this because uh, I've heard different versions of the of his voice as well, and I thought uh-huh. that this one was really really spot on. Yeah. I really like this one. I like him. What else about this movie? I don't know that I have a whole lot else to say about it. Um, are the rest of the American fans missing out a whole lot by not really getting this movie? I think it's a good refresher course for Dragon uh-huh. Ball if they really don't remember much about it or never got into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just good. It's good. I don't think it's... I think it's worth seeing. Above average? Yeah. I don't think it would be a waste of anyone's time. You know what? <laughs> what? It's like the Rainbow Bright movie. Oh, my God. What? It's the a, Star Stealers? It's a part what of your childhood. Movie? It, it's like it's just that it's that part of your childhood where you know you have it on VHS somewhere in your parents' house and like it's in the corner of a closet somewhere and you're like you know what I am really itching to see this thing right now and I don't know why but I think it's because of that that value of it being you know like something that you've seen years ago uh-huh. and you know it's not the greatest thing on earth but you know what to kill 45 minutes that's a really good way to spend it it is I've actually done that before where I've had totally lazy days I don't want to do anything I've just thrown on a Dragon Ball movie and crashed on the couch. Yeah, I was actually asking myself as I was watching it, would I actually buy this thing and would I watch it again? And, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't exactly say, oh, yeah, you know what? Screw the anime. Let me just watch this for now. But, you know, on those lazy days where I just want something to watch, this is such a great thing to chill out to. Yeah, less than an hour. Maybe you get something to do later in the day, but you don't feel like doing anything until then. Or you're in the middle of editing a podcast and you just want to take a break. That's a great (laughs) way to take a break. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, closing thoughts on the movie. Any, anything else you guys want to mention about it? That makes up for making me watch the live action version. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Good deal. So uh, again, the availability on this movie is kind of a pain in the ass if you're anywhere, really. Uh, Dragon Ball Movie 1 in the US. All you can get is that Saga of Goku box set, the original uh, 1995 dub, edited Curse of the Blood Rubies. Even in Australia, the episodes 1 through 13 are in Japanese, but the movie that's on there is the original 1995 version. So, I don't know. Get the Dragon Box. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see some uh, movie singles come out when GT is done. And uh, speaking of that, why don't we go over to the releases? There's absolutely nothing coming out the rest of January. And because we should talk about something, we'll remind you that February 6th, Mary. Well, it's that hard GT discs you were talking about. Yeah, fancy that. Yeah, it's uh, the first two discs of the single releases for Dragon Ball GT. It's the Region 2 DVDs coming out in Japan, and this is episodes 1 through 6 on one disc, 7 through 12 on the other, and uh, these retail for 39.90 yen each, and you can find them on sites like Amazon Japan, CD Japan, all that good stuff. Word, so uh, there you go. Let's take it on over to the emails. <laughs> Jeff, you're here. You might as well read an email for us. All right. Why don't you read it in a a, a funny, upbeat kind of do 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 kind of guy voice? You mean sort of like this? Yeah, kind of like that. Brian says, "My name is." <laughs> 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 On the outline, I forgot to change Brian's name to Joshua. I think it's really funny though. So why don't you say Brian says? <laughs> You know how I roll. My name is Joshua, and I write a comic about DBZ jokes. Your podcast is my favorite because I've been listening since episode 26 came out, and all of your voices are familiar to my ears and make them happy. I have two questions for this time. Both concern everyone's favorite 
I've just gotten used to Piccolo. Give me a chance, folks. When Cargo was fighting Frieza on Namek, was he killed and resurrected by the Dragon Balls, or was he simply waiting in the lava, gathering his strength? But, um, Ching, moving on. Truthfully. Never mind. Okay. Someone out there gets the joke, continuing onwards. We'll talk about it afterwards. Keep reading. Truthfully, though, Piccolo. Yes, Piccolo. I read on his Wikipedia entry that his grandfather, quote-unquote, was named Katatsu. Upon further inspection, I can't find the link. My friend and I found that this was supposedly the name of his former self with Kamisama. I don't think that's accurate, as he later states, when he reunites with Kamisama, that he cannot remember his name. I don't remember this name from the Japanese version either, though it has been two and a half years since I've marathon watched the parts of the series where it would be mentioned. My other theory is that Katatsu was a name taken from the filler where Kamisama's past is explained, but I don't distinctly remember it. My other less long-winded question Concerns the Makanko Sapo <laughs> attack. Makanko Sapo. Makanko Sapo attack. There you go. There are so many different fanlations of this. It is difficult to be sure what it really means. I know Ma is like devil or demon, a la Ma Jr., but the rest is lost on me. Please explain. It really bugs me. Bye. Uh, Joshua DJ Calter Fien. Uh, Fien on the forum. I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> they can't pronounce their own name. I love it. Let's talk about the cargo joke. We've talked about this, Mary. We mentioned it when we did our inconsistency. We're like, why does no one seem to look for cargo after they wish everyone back to life? Like, Dendi doesn't seem to go looking for his brother? I guess I just don't get the lava thing. The the whole deal where they wish everyone back to life and did Goku die on Namek? No, he was just dunk under the lava and... Oh. I will provide links that explain the joke. But when you have to explain jokes, it's not as funny. I know. Let's move on. Let's talk about Katats. Yes, this is actually a name from the original manga. This is first mentioned, I believe this was the first mention, in chapter 265. This is when Kuridin mentions to Saichoro Osama that the Namekian was sent to Earth long ago, and Saichoro says, oh, that must have been the child of Katatsu. So, yes, the, that's actually a name from the original version. So that name is the name of the person who was father to the being that was sent to Earth, and the whole Kami Piccolo etc. thing that goes on down there. And just for good measure, I will play a clip from the episode where this is said, so like proof and stuff like that. So, let's talk about Makanko Sappo. I'm doing it without Julian two weeks in a row. I'm doing Japanese stuff without the Japanese master. We'll see how well I do. Let's break down the word. It is ma, kan, Ko, and then the last two were crazy, but we'll say Sapo. First, Ma, that means demon, just like you said. Second, Kan, it's actually uh, to pierce, like uh, piercing through something, like a drill would do. The third is Ko, that means light or ray. The fourth kanji there is actually the kanji Satsu. Mary, perhaps you know the word Satsujin. No, but okay. It's a murderer or killer. So uh, the way that this is combined with the kanji after it, which is Ho, you actually read it as Sapo. Um, just the way that certain kanji can be combined, they take on different readings. It's one of the real challenging things about Japanese and reading kanji. So we've got demon, to pierce, light, or ray, to kill, and then the last ho or po is cannon or gun. So to make a translation of this is somewhat difficult. <laughs> I'm going to say deathly demon piercing ray cannon. <laughs> or perhaps you like demonic piercing killing light gun. <laughs> 
or maybe piercing demon light gun of death. It's really difficult to translate this. It's the kind of thing where it makes complete sense in Japanese when you don't have to make a sentence out of a translation. Uh, Any thoughts on a very eloquent way of saying it? I kind of like your last one. Piercing demon light gun of death. What do they call it in the translations here? What did Steve do? Uh, you mean special beam cannon? No, the subtitles. Oh, I think it was just Makanko Sapo. Oh, okay. I'd have to go back and check. So, uh, let's check. Yep, it's just Makanko Sapo. Oh, yeah, and the Viz translation was Light of Death. So they kind of dropped the whole demon and piercing thing there. I guess it's mm. kind of, A lot of that is implied, like, of death. It's death. It'll kill you. Yeah, like, no shit. It goes through you, and it comes out the other side. Of course, you're going to die from it. I think it's important to get the demon part in there, though, because that's just how Piccolo rolls. Everything's demonic. So uh, that's my answer on Makanko Sappo. If you have any questions that you want to send in, I think I'm done with the Japanese stuff. I'm going to save the rest for Julian. He can probably do a better job. Podcast at DiZX.com. Who wants to spell it? I'll spell. You will? I will. Good luck. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at DiZX.com. D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. For all you non-spellers out there. Meet the light of death! Is that what he says? Yes, he says, meet the light of death. Zoom! I don't want to see the light. (laughs) Walk towards the light. No. It'll pierce you with its demonic demon ways and stuff. Time to talk about the contest. Dai's NQEX's 10 years old this month, and in celebration, we are giving away a poster. When I ordered Legend of Dragon World, that was that two-disc set with all the vocal songs. Back in uh, February 06, I got two posters. I'm keeping one for myself, but I'm giving the other one away, finally, almost two years later. The poster is basically the cover art of the CD. It's uh, nice and big it's and really sexy. Big. Yes, it is, and uh, I haven't even unrolled it, so it's still in its perfect original state. If you want to win it, very simple. All you gotta do is send an email to con Contest at DiZX.com. Part of the way that you win a contest is by paying attention to the rules. You have to send it to the contest address. Jeff, you're a smart guy. Spell contest. C-O-N-T-E-S-T. Absolutely correct. Can you use it in a sentence? Contest at (laughs) DiZX.com. That's a sentence, isn't it? Is it a noun? Yes, it's a noun. Okay. Is that good enough? Yeah. All right. But uh, the deal here is you get to send it to the right address, and in the subject, you have to write Legend of Dragon World. You got to get the English right. You can't write Legend of the Dragon World. Got to be Legend of Dragon World. We'll be giving away this prize. Is it a poster? Yeah, it's a poster. First episode in February. So get in your entries by February 1st at 12 noon. That's going to wrap up the episode. We talked about Dragon Ball Movie 1. We talked about some news. Talked about some releases. We talked about Makanko Sapo. And I had to explain jokes to you. That was always fun. They're not funny when you have to explain them. Uh, But you know what? What's so fantastic about this is because we're a Dragon Ball podcast, if you're listening, you're probably a Dragon Ball fan. And if you're a Dragon Ball fan listening to a Dragon Ball podcast, you're probably of the type of fan that would understand the jokes and you don't need them so are you saying that i don't belong on this show because i don't get the get out no i'm gonna spite you and i'm gonna stay (laughs) that's fine we understand that as you progress in age yes sometimes things don't come to you as quickly as they used to anymore get the arthritis setting in now and kind of forgetting where you are at times it's all right don't worry about it am i on the internet (laughs) 
Yes. That's the end of the show. This was episode 112. Hopefully Julian will... What? It's 112 already. (laughs) Holy crap. I thought we were just doing 100, like, last week. Yeah, that was a little bit ago. Remember you listened to it? Yes, I know. It was three and a half hours long? Yeah. It was time well spent at work. Oh, it got me through the trip to Virginia so wonderfully. (laughs) I apologize. It's the end of the show. Hopefully we'll see Julian next week. I really would like to talk to him and (laughs) kind of do a podcast with him. So let's say goodbye to everyone. We'll get rid of Jeff first. Yes, you will. Nice of you to uh, join us and do the podcast and all the stuff this evening. Rockin'. I know we'll see you uh, next month for the manga review of Awesomeness as we trek onwards into the Piccolo Daimao arc. Good stuff. Get anything to plug? (laughs) Do I? When you were recording a podcast. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe someday ever. I can't, I will not be silenced forever, damn it. So maybe not today, but certainly someday I will have something to plug. I applaud that sentiment. Thank you. You're welcome. Mary. Yes. Goodbye to you. Yeah, bye. Hopefully you can find your way back home. I'm going to walk two feet and let the cats out. <laughs> okay. Mary Temple of Trunks, plug it. It's coming up on its 10-year yes, anniversary. And, God, I should update it. I am so sorry. Anyway. Who, who are you apologizing to? I don't know. Like the two people that still go to the site, neither of whom are me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's going to say it's you and me. <laughs> no. Uh, you can find the site at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. It's got years and years of when you were young younger humor yeah so good times action there. figures no we are not getting into <laughs> know, a figure discussion the end the absolute end of the show no i know you're talking about your feature films yeah. and stuff go check those out those were funny they were your parents read them and look at them my mom does your mom thought still. they were really funny still <laughs> <laughs> end of the show we'll see you next week this is episode 112 we'll be back with 113 next week as we uh, continue onwards into the rest of 2008 exciting do we know what we're doing next week I don't think we do so I haven't talked to Julian so who the hell knows we'll come up with something for next week that's it see you next week for Jeff over here for Mary over there and for Julian off in the distance in Japan I'm Mike Fujito EX and I'm gonna play some video games Let's try recording! Yeah! What's up? Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Hey! Hey, Mary, where are you? Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I think I finally found what I was looking for. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's right there! I know. I can't do a funny voice. Don't do a funny voice. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You realize that this is after episode material now. <laughs> which is only going to make it harder for you to say it. I know. Get the tiddly keys now. Tee <laughs> It's not even funny. Dies. Why are you laughing? What? It's not funny. Why are you laughing? Dies and chewy X podcast to consume or keep the bastard. You suck. What are Gato? Kuzay mass. Shikaimo Otano Shamini. What? Don't make me do things. I can't take the responsibility.